Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to welcome you to the Demonic Hunger Games. Do you volunteer as tribute? We're going to have to say goodbye to Liz's mullet, honey. We're also going to feature the new supernatural collab between Yee and Soldier Boy. And Chupacabras, because why not? (laughs) Let's do it. to this week's episode of devil's trap podcast i'm diana i'm liz and you are in for a double episode today double feature oh yeah it's like a mega podcast you can tell both diana and i watch Meganet, and we're like it's a mega craft mega 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 craft mega cast oh all right so yeah yeah, so um, when we get around to it, we'll be talking about um, the end of season two. We'll be in talking about uh, episode 21 and 22 today. But first, let's catch up because y'all haven't heard from us in a week. And so we've been uh, doing lots of things. Lots of lots of things have happened. Do you, do you want to start off with your exciting trip? Mine wasn't. Well, mine was probably not as eventful as yours, but uh, I had a fantastic time in Nashville for Americana Fest um, with I was there for work, but um, also it was fun. I uh, got to. Uh, uh, host a really badass bunch of artists that are from Texas in Nashville, which is exciting because some of my friends and some of my people I enjoy. So that's always a good time to help celebrate the talents of people you like. Um, and uh, then I got to go to this private club and do a shot of uh, Korean snake liquor. When, and if you did the shot, you got to sign your name on the wall, which I did. And uh, it was not delicious. In case anybody was wondering, but I also did not see things or have any other crazy side effects. So there you go. So being a Slytherin, is that <laughs> cannibalistic? Like drinking your wow. own snake or like, are you know. just drinking your, like your snake sweat? Is that like, like, it's like, I think it's like your own nectar. Like it's supposed to be You're connecting, you. connecting to your clever essence that I tastes guess. like ass. And so here's the thing is like, so beforehand, cause I was doing like, people are like, oh, you should do it. <laughs> like, didn't think I would do it. And I'm like, uh, there's things I won't do, but like a challenge like that, like obviously I'm going to do it. Duh. I mean, when else am I going to do a shot of Korean snake liquor and sign my name on a wall in a historic building? I don't know. So I'm going to do it. Uh, and uh, they, I was like, no, no, really. Does it have like a flavor? And they're like, no, no, it's just really, really, really strong. Like crazy, like Everclear times a million. I'm like, oh, I can fucking do that. Like I was all afraid it was going to taste like like some earthy or some like weird flavor. And I'm like, no, no, this is fine. I got this in the bag, guys. So yeah, so I did that. Uh, it's a, it's a really poor small shot too, but yeah. And it's funny because they got the, like the snake, this Korean snake in this bottle. And then next to it, they, they have to move the special box that has like a taxidermied rattlesnake in it, which has nothing to fucking do with it. It's just part of like the moment. So it, was, it was kind of funny, but it's cool. I mean, so did they bring the snake from Korea? Like how do we- this is, like this, The liquor- it, it was like, is the snake from North Korea? Is it from South Korea? <laughs> they say it's North Korean. 
I don't know. And I did a little Googling afterwards and apparently like some parts of North Korea, like think it like helps you be like healthy of course it gives you like a big penis because everything like everything in like eastern uh, eastern medicine is like oh yeah take this it'll give you a big dick eat this eat this shark fin it'll give you a big dick like that because that's what happens when men run economies oh drink this big penis yeah there you go yeah so basically I just like, I took the shot and then it was like, Oh, I don't need a chaser. I need some water because I feel like my breath is flammable at this point in time. Um, cause I was kind of like, Oh, I'm going to get chaser for this shit probably. And then I was like, no, no, water is fine. Thank you. <laughs> like usually you want something like with a flavor for a chaser. I'm like, no, no, no. I just need to make sure that I don't like breathe on a flame and burn something down. Uh, but yeah, so that, um, then I got to run around, like got to go eat some good barbecue. There's a spot that I always like to go in Nashville called the peg leg porker. And so I got to go eat there. They have really good white sauce, white barbecue sauce, good shit. And then, um, uh, I got to go, uh, tried to go have frozen drinks with some friends, but the frozen drink machine at Duke's was not working that night. Had some, um, late night burgers at Dino's one night, saw some really good artists, got to see my friends do well. Like I said, also at other shows and got to go see some really cool artists too. I think one of them, I, you know, I were texting, you were watching a punk rock show and I was watching this other artist and we're like, <laughs> eh. sending videos to each other of shows in different states. Yeah. Yeah. Like you do. But it was a good time. Good time. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland was staying at my hotel. I got to see him. I like didn't meet him, but I like because I, he was like getting in his car and leaving, but I got to see him within like 25 feet of me. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I would just be asking all sorts of lost boys things and be like, so Michael, do you like your maggots or ever go without line rest? I think that's what it was. So that that's one of them. So I've got to confess. There's another Keeper Sutherland movie that I fucking love. And it's not, I don't know, by most standards, it's probably not great. It's really fucked up called freeway. It's him and Reese Witherspoon. And uh, she has a line in it and she goes full Southern Reese and she goes, father fucker at him. And it is greatness. So now I just want to be like, motherfucker. Anyways, so that's, that's what I wanted to do, but I didn't because I didn't want to look like an asshole to keep her Sutherland for no reason. Of all the things, you know, celebrities get yelled at, that would well, probably sure. be a very good one. I know. I just, yeah. So, but yeah, no, it was cool. I only went to Broadway for a second there. I was really sad. There's a place I really want to go. So I want to go back to Nashville. So we need to go. My sister wants to go with us. Um, but there's a place called like you, like a skulls unicorn bar or something. And they do like burlesque and all this kind of stuff. And it was right by the hotel I was in. And it looks super cute and you can access from an alley. So I need to go. And if y'all have been, tell me if it's awesome. It's got like fine dining. It sounds. I bad. think I, I feel like I've been there, but who knows? Anyway. So yeah. That's my story. It was good. Um, other than that, I've just been uh, mostly chilling. We are counting down to our car show in Deep Ellum. So I've been getting ready, working on that stuff in addition to just work being an ass whip. But yeah, so we're counting down to the Invasion Car Show, invasioncarshow.com if you'd like to register or get more information. October nice little plug there. There you go. You're welcome. So yeah, tell me about Vegas. Uh, Vegas was also an ass whip. Uh, <laughs> we It was... It was Vegas. Uh, I mean, we pretty much, the, the only time we went down to the strip was on the very last day when we were trying to kill time because we had too much time before the airport. And we're like, let's go to the aquarium at Mandalay because that sounds quiet. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, you know, that was the only time we went to the strip. Um, for the most part, though, we're just downtown. Um, and, you know, I could see the venue from my hotel room. 
which meant I could hear the festival from my hotel room. Uh, Yeah, so staying on Fremont Street is is not a a quiet experience if any of you have done it. Um, Yeah, that was that was a lot. Um, There was a lot of people. I but I saw, you know, like we I don't think we saw a bad show except like there was like one garage band that were like Ugh, these guys. But other than that, like every I think also it was like bands were so excited to play oh, that sure. like everybody just put on like fantastic shows. I, I can't I can't even count how many bands I saw. I must have I must have seen like over 100 bands. Um, so it was great. Uh, it was really good to see live music out again. Got to see like some bands I've known since I was like 18. You know, like like playing the smaller shows afterwards. So it it was a great time. Um, and then I came home and died. Uh, I'm pretty sure I may have actually crossed over into the light at some point. I was sick for like five days straight, so I'm still not over it. I will try very hard not to cough or to, all I want to do is blow my nose and not have it feel like I am in a pressurized cabin of an airplane. Because every time I blow my nose, like my ears just pop and they're like, they're popping so loud. It's like, am I losing an ear, like an eardrum here? Like it's, this seems dangerous. And like, every time it happens, it scares you. And it's like, cause you know, what's going to happen. And they go, ah, Oh my God, my ears. And then, you know, they're like, Oh yeah, that that's just going to be happening. So that sounds um, upsetting. it's, it's, it's been an upsetting week, but uh, thankfully, you know, I came back and didn't take time off of work. And then I had to take time mm. off of work because yeah. I was just like, I cannot function. You know, I'm literally like, it was, I don't know if it was COVID or if it was just, I, you know, I don't expose my, my immune system to a lot. So, uh, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, glad it went, glad it happened. The only thing I'm kind of annoyed about is Mariachi El Bronx was supposed to play and they canceled because they had COVID. Mm. And I was like, no big deal. I'm seeing them in like next month in LA with Tiger Army. And then of course this week Tiger Army canceled. So I'm like, motherfucker, like I think that we have my new That's white elephant band that I will always try and go see. I mean, I saw the Bronx, but right. for those of you who don't know, like there was a combination of the Bronx and then Mariachi El Bronx or becomes like fucking fantastic and this amazing it's thing. So good. So, so good. good. I got to see them once a couple yeah. years ago, several years ago. So, so I'm, yeah, I'm hoping, like, I keep checking their website that they'll do a smaller, sometimes, you know, like, because they canceled PRB. Show, yeah. That I'm maybe there'll up. be a, a smaller show somewhere, which would be great, because I would like that too. But uh, yeah, so LA is coming up and be there for Halloween. Uh, mm-hmm. So I am uh, on mad Halloween costume. <laughs> this era happening now. Uh, I know, I need to work uh, on that too. There's so much stuff going. Uh, what we did, uh, we're going to Hollywood Forever uh, Cemetery on the 30th for their DSL Esmerto mm. celebration. It's gonna be badass. Like it just looks amazing, and I've always wanted to go to that cemetery. So, and because Tiger Army canceled, I may have an extra day to go spook hunting. So uh, hopefully, I can find a. There's like a, a an a cedar experience going on out right now in a house that's like kind of like it's supposed to be a haunted house that actually has like an interactive theater thing happening in it maybe that but i don't know we'll see or i may just lie in my hotel room and enjoy not you know not peopling 
So I think, yeah, I mean, that's in a couple of weeks. Uh, Diana should be down here and we will go see yes. some, go find a chupacabra. That's not, we're going to count how many times chupacabra gets mentioned in this episode because you wouldn't oh. think it would, but it's, it's going to happen. Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you, are you drinking something tonight? I am. I was going to get uh, PBR in honor of Ash. Um, oh. But then I couldn't bring myself to drink that. And I had a bottle of wine open. So I'm just, I'm not drinking anything fancy, even though it's our, our season two finale. And I wanted to go out, but I'm like, I really shouldn't be drinking at all. Probably. And yeah. that's, I say that. I was like, oh, all right, girl, get it. <laughs> I was going to drink tea. And then I was just like, well, whatever. It's our last, last thing. So yeah. I'm just drinking some Pinot Noir. Um, I've got, I've got some Vino Nobile. I don't know. Multiple Chiano. Nobile. 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 And it's a nobles of wines. Yeah. It's just so nobile. Nobile. It's a, it's a, it's a Gattavecci. That's one of the ones I like. Gattavecci. I will stop offending all of the Italian listeners. Uh-huh. I, I'll go into French at some point and make it better. Oh, all right. Man. So we do have a lot to cover. We so do. We'll, we'll, so we're we'll going to do all gathering. in. We're going to do both episodes in this one fail swoop. And um, I hope y'all t- used your time uh, when we were waiting to get caught up on episodes because it's we got some shit to digest here. Yeah, shit happened this episode. Shit, shit episodes. happens. Yes. Episodes. All right. So let's start right. off with part one, which was season two, episode 21. That was first aired May 10th, 2007. Uh Robert Singer directed it and Sarah Gamble wrote it. And then the second and one, Kim Manners directed and Eric Kripke did the teleplay. Eric Kripke was really involved in both of these. So if you go watch the commentary, uh, obviously there's a lot of things that have been coming to fruition that are happening here. Uh, So the second one, they did like, they didn't, they weren't assholes. They did air a week later. So like May 17th, 2007 is when the second one happened. So it's still rough, man. That's still rough. We'll talk about it. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get to the, to the, what's the rough part. So, um, all right. So we're going to start off side, um, this cute little cafe, Sunnyside diner, which they built for this, this episode from scratch in the middle of outside of Vancouver. And if you'll notice, there's like a giant moat all the way around it. And that's just, it just kept raining because it's Vancouver. And if you, did you notice when they were walking, they were like walking at a dock, like in between things. That's hilarious. Yeah. No, I was like, huh, that's a random little building by itself in the middle of nowhere. And the song playing for this intro is Boston's foreplay slash long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think some, I've got Boston. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's it was like, yeah. And then he's like, they're joking about the onions. And then, you know, Dean wants pie. And yeah. then I made a note. I'm like, please bring me pie too. But can you turn off Boston? Because <laughs> this song is awful. Uh, yeah. Fucking Boston. And then the radio starts skipping. And so Dean knows something's fucked up because Sam's inside. And, you know, and as we've all learned from this show, if your radio starts acting up, it means something fucked up's happening with spirit. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's just that's fair. Yeah. So Dean runs inside to go find Sam, who was supposed to be getting his food and pie. Uh, and uh, I was really bummed. There's like a classic country song playing and I could not get it. 
but anyways, it's uh, in, inside. I'm sure someone on the internet found it and it's going to tell me I'm dumb and didn't search hard enough, but okay. Yeah, no, um, I wasn't paying attention to this on because I was looking at everything on the walls. So um, there is this giant, like, uh, like, giant hamburger painting on the wall, like, which is so weird. And uh, Sarah said that the set direct designers just went crazy because they didn't have a motel in this episode. So they're like, oh, we're throwing okay, everything in here. Okay. If you think about it, they had no motel. No decorate. motel, you're right, you're right. So uh, Dean finds a bunch of dead people, dead guy in a booth, dead cooks, and Sam's gone, but the back door's open and there's sulfur on the handle. So now we all know, fucking demon. So why, I really don't understand the sulfur thing. Okay, so, and we're gonna talk about this, obviously, but it's just like, it's just this random thing. Like, why are you dripping sulfur? Like, is that like just it, it a seems, fuck and it you? Seems, and it seems very selective as to when the sulfur yeah. is like spread. And it seems also like it's really hard to be like, super like sneaky sneaky if you leave sulfur everywhere it's bright yellow and it's stinky yeah i mean so it's like is it a fart like are they like running away and being like ah! and just like leave like a demon fart on the windows and like <laughs> then, like they scamper off with like whatever mischief they're going to do i mean if i was a demon and i permitted sulfur farts yeah i'd be doing that too but but yeah so um yeah so dean's yelling for sam and uh yeah we've cut to sam waking up on the ground outdoors in what looks like an old western town that's been abandoned Ooh, ghost town and this was actually supposed to be an industrial abandoned orphanage but the city of vancouver was like hey look at this great ghost set we have do you want to film here you can film here for free and they're like we like free that's so they, they changed it and it does work like it really fits and it ties in with the next episode as well so yeah um and yeah. so he's got no cell service. It's a band. There's like no one around. And, but then he hears a noise and decides as he's wandering around and uh, is about to smack someone upside the head. But instead it's Andy from, I forget the oh, episode, hey, Andy. episode, who's also one of the psychic kids like Sam. That's, I don't know how yep. to describe. Is that a good way to, the birthday psychic kid? Like, I don't fucking know. What do we call these kids? Like, uh, they call them psychic kids for um and actually so sarah gamble calls them the psychic breakfast club and, and so this whole thing like you think about it like there's so much if you watch like there's so much exposition that's being crammed into every time like you meet a new one of these kids right because you're like hey andy andy what's going on what are you even doing blah 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 and then always now we're like oh hey Ava, what are right. you doing? What's been going on? And uh, Ava's actual t- like character said like a psychic Ali Sheedy. So it's like, yeah, this is the breakfast club. I'm making oh. the breakfast club fist. It's in the air. Uh, yeah. So uh, speaking of Ava, they, she was like locked in a, like a shed of some sort. So Sam like, breaks her out and she he asks her where she's been because Sam and Dean have been looking for her for five months. Because remember... We left off. She disappeared. They went to go, or she like left, and and Sam was worried she didn't make it home safe. So he went to go look for her, and they found her fiance dead, and her gone, and sulfur. So she's like, "Oh no, I saw you two days ago. What are you talking about?" And is like, "Oh my god, my fiance must be freaking out if I've been gone this long." And Sam didn't really say anything. I'm like, oh, he did. Mm, yeah, it's mm, mm. awkward. Like, there's gonna be a lot of this awkward pause of, "Oh, Brady. Uh, yeah. Mm, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Brady." Mm. So they hear another voice and there's two, um, it's a, a, a army soldier um, uh, walks up um, and saying that he just woke up in Afghanistan. And then this chick, Lily, who's real pissed, sound seeming just off the bat, but 
So Sam, Sam does what we all, he verifies what we've already all figured out. They're all the same age and they all have these abilities. Yes. They're the psychic kids. Okay. So, um, which is kind of like, and then Andy talks about how much he's been like working on his psychic abilities. And he's now not only can he just like give suggestions of people to do things, he can put images in their head and tell the story about how there's a guy he doesn't like. And so he puts gay porn in that guy's mind all the time. Yeah, real grown up, Andy. And then Lily gets really upset because like her powers, you touches somebody and their heart stops. And I'm like, that is a shitty superpower. Really like, superpowers to get like that one seems really fucked up. Yeah, yeah, unpleasant. So, and then, um, so she's like, I came into the house, and then Sam is explaining them that the demon must have brought them all there. And as, as you can imagine, people are probably not going to take that. It's one. a demon. Demons are here. So, um, we cut, and Dean's now with Bobby, and they've got a map, and they are trying to figure. Out, they're they're looking for. Um, for Sam and they're and they're pointing out that like everything on the map's pretty quiet right there and then all of a sudden Ash calls ta-da and he's like I don't have anything on where Sam is but I've got some really huge news I can't share over the phone so they're going to Roadhouse Roadhouse so uh we cut back there's a little cut back and forth here which uh back to um Jake our new psychic kid and Ava and he like basically is like they're like that's you know and and all of them and it's like they think Sam's fucking crazy there's like he's talking about fucking demon wars and psychics and it's just too much which is kind of fair and like that's a lot to process it is a lot to process but also you were in Afghanistan last night buddy quit and counting now, and now you're not now you're yeah so Jake kind of wanders off and sees like some girl in like the little frontier town and sees like a little girl in a window. So he tries to go in to, like this old schoolhouse. This is like not, I don't like the scene as you can imagine. Yeah. Also, I mean, I could, I also, I, I knew in here, like you would not like this, but you know, if you're walking down the street of an abandoned ghost town and you see a tiny little ghost child in the window, yeah. don't go in don't there. Go in there. Don't go in there. No, you keep Great. walking. You yeah, go, nice. you just wave. You're like, hey, little ghost demon girl. Bye. I'm, I'm and nice. Just, bye. Bye. Yeah, and I'm like, bye. you don't go in and be like, what is this creepy ghost child doing? Yeah. So, yeah, all of a sudden the chalkboard goes from being blank and here's a like chalk on the board. And then it says, I will not kill over and over and over again. Well, that's a fucking lie, <laughs> apparently. But, anyways, so a little girl. Well, like, she, maybe appears. if she'd been in more, she would have learned. I mean, I don't think yeah, she, she would have enough. Had enough time. She needed more chalkboard space. Uh, yeah. And so the little girl looks kind of cute for a second. And then she gets like creepy long nails and fucked up eyes and she looks real scary. So I don't like it. Yeah. And she, and she has a bow it. too. The bow just makes it worse. Yeah, I don't like it on a creepy kid. Not good. But then Sam shows up, of course, and has like a fireplace poker and like smacks her with it and she turns to black smoke and disappears. So, which is weird. And so it's weird because she's not a ghost, she's a demon, right? Mm -hmm. So Sam goes like, I know what we're dealing with is Nakiri. And so Akiri are- yeah, they're a type of demon. And so they are believed to be nature spirits that are created when a young girl dies a tragic and a timely death. And this is from um, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Astonishing Legends. So this is all their research, not mine. I'm good. 
I had too much other things to research and I was dying. Um, so, but basically, you know, like as a kid, turtle ice is cut short and she comes back to the mortal plane to try and cause suffering of the people who are still alive. And usually it targets other children. Um, and usually who's like, I'm a small underfed young girl. Ah. And so if it's a kid, they're going to try and gain their trust by playing with them. Yeah. But if they're adults, they're going to be like, I'm the victim, help me. And they're also supposed to be able to like shape shift and stuff they live in caves and they come around dust to hunt um they also are said to feed or gain power from human misery so like if they have like death and disease around them they're going to grow more powerful and i also learned a really great term from a thought and legend team so um they are also a psychopomp that is the best word i have heard all year psychopomp didn't didn't all our friends have that hairdo i'm pretty sure all of my friends had psychopomps um so (gasps) technically though psychopomps are omens of death and if you encounter one and they do not try and hunt you down they will merely sing that it means that there's illness and death that are soon to follow thanks yeah so psychopomp (laughs) so that was the best thing i learned so yeah well (laughs) yeah so um Anyways, then this is the point where it's kind of important. Sam recognizes the bell that was in the town square. So like the town square and there's this giant bell and it's got like this oak tree on it. And so it's uh, cold Oak, South Dakota, which is a town that was so haunted that everybody fucking left. <laughs> yeah. So cold Oak doesn't exist, but okay. it is apparently was largely based on a town in Pennsylvania called Dudley town. That was also a town rumored to be so cursed that everybody fled. The town turned into a horrible place where people committed suicide or went insane. And by the 1800s, uh, it was abandoned and is now known as America's own village of the damned uh, is actually like cut off to visitors. Like you can't go in there. Um, so there's some interesting stuff. At some point, we'll get back to Dudley Town. Uh, but, terrifying. Yeah, That's terrifying. But I'm also like a, just rebellious enough to be like, why can't I go in there? Yeah, no, I want to go. Like, yeah, let's go to Dudley Town. I also don't want to go back to Pennsylvania. Sorry, mm-hmm. PA. I didn't. I don't really yeah. love you. So, anyways, but um, Lily, Lily, Lily's pissed about this whole thing still, and she's like, nope, fuck this, I'm leaving. Uh, and basically, and she confesses at this point that she accidentally killed her girlfriend by touching her on accident, which is really sad. And uh, my comment is that I don't trust Lily at this point in the in the notes, but that's me. And um, but she's, you know, Sam's worried that Dean's dead. We all need to stick together, kind of pep talk and go collect up all the iron and silver and salt that we can. And everybody's like, wait, what? But they do it. Yep. Let's go look for salt, people. Oh, here's this. And then Bobby and Dean pull up to Roadhouse. And it's a very sad scene because Roadhouse is no more. Roadhouse, it's gone. Roadhouse has been burned down completely. Yep. And with so the people first, in it. With people in it. And the first thing you see, I don't know if you notice this, but there is a monkey on the ground. Did you see it? No. Yeah. Okay. So now that I've mentioned it, if you ever go back and do a rewatch, every time you go into the roadhouse, you're going to notice a monkey. And I just, I've waited until now to talk about the monkey because it's important here. But um, 
So when George Newman, who is one of the set decorators, joined, he brought this porcelain monkey that he had used in other shows and basically became part of the roadhouse and became part of Harvell's. But like every director that shoots there always starts on the monkey and then pulls out. So if you go back and look at the other episode, like even at the beginning of this episode, when when they're talking to Ash, they start off with the monkey Monkey. and then they pan out. Uh, So like uh, the production designer wanted the monkey to go away because the directors kept like focusing on the fucking monkey um and but they're like oh no the monkey stays and so um when the roadhouse burned down uh robert singer was like george give me that monkey and they they scorched it and they put it down so on the scene the first thing you see is like the burnt monkey well then they're walking through trying to figure out who what was there what happened and they see a wrist with a watch and it's ash's watch yeah, which was also another funny story because one, this is they had that watch that they had like in the first scene, like you saw it on there, and you're like, yeah. it was very obvious that Ash is looking at the time on his wrist. Yeah. And the, this like and they said like Kripke said for weeks it was writing, it's a corpse with a mullet. And that's all they wanted to have was like a burnt out corpse with a mullet. And finally they were like, I guess we can't show the charred mullet corpse. So that's why the watch is there. But I, I I would have preferred to see like my my mullet one more time. Aww. So for you, Ash, pouring mm-hmm. one out. And like I said, I'd be drinking PBR, but that's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. So we cut back to South Dakota and Lily is off in the woods by her fucking self because she's a dummy and she left, tried to leave. And of course she hears giggling and rustling around. So we know bad shit's about to happen to Lily. So, but Sam and the others are all looking for trying to gather weapons. That's when they realize that Lily's fucking gone. And um, anyways, that's when uh, uh, Ava's having some weird dizzy spell. And then- um, But Sam realize- found a spittoon. Did you see did. that? He found a spittoon. Found a spittoon. And, and uh, they start hearing giggling and they're like, oh shit. So they go outside and Lily's been hung from the windmill in the center town. Yeah. Yeah. It is a pretty so, epic. I, I like that shot a lot of her no, like hanging there. The super like intense. Yeah, it's really good. Really well done. Yeah. So they're all fucking upset, and um, and Ava's really upset, and they're basically it's like they were not you know they they're basically how are we chosen ones when we're all just gonna get fucking killed here? So they want to leave, but they realize they can't because Lily tried and failed. So Jake's the one that goes to take the body down, and um, Andy decides that he is gonna try to connect psychically with dean so this one cool thing about like i guess andy's new found psychic abilities is he's going to try to send an image to dean of where they are think of like the data plan you could have with that like you would never have to text or call just be like and then like oh look there's like i've got here's my headphone paging dean paging dr hasselhoff (sighs) yes Yes. Um, so you cut back to Bobby and Dean and Dean starts getting like a gnarly headache and like falling over, but he sees flashes of the bell and um, he's just kind of confused. And But then he realizes that what he saw. So he tells Bobby, Bobby's kind of worried. And they're like, oh, Bobby's like, I know where the fuck that is. I know where, where he is. So Because you're the smartest, Bobby. Team Bobby. Yes. So yeah, this is, oh, team Bobby. Team um, Bobby. Yeah. So because you're the smartest, Bobby. Um, yeah. And then we're going to flash back to uh, Soldier Boy. At this point, uh, this is when I started <laughs> calling Jake Soldier Boy. I have many nicknames for Jake during this. Um, but at this point, I kept getting um, that Soldier Boy stuck in my head. Superman, and- yeah. 
no, Superman, oh, and then watch me crank it, blah, blah, blah. So um, every time he talks, I'm like, he's like, we have to be strong. I'm like, yeah, crank it, Superman. And so. Yeah, so apparently that's his psychic power. He isn't really psychic. It's super fucking strong. But so uh, apparently he, he talks about how he like benched all this weight, but he has to kind of like keep it secret. And so, uh, and he's talking about kind of how he appreciates. So this kind of, this actually is kind of like a well, this part's a little bit well-written being like a military kind of mindset, talking about how Sam, um, he appreciates Sam kind of really keeping calm, even though I know you're kind of freaked out um, because uh, I've, you know, in, in military environments or in leadership or in high stress situations, you have to have a leader that can, or someone that steps into a leadership role that can kind of keep it cool, even when shit's not cool. So that was kind of interesting that he points out a, he points out that he's observant enough to know that Sam is freaking the fuck out, but also that, um, he's, you know, appreciates that Sam is keeping it together, even though shit's fucked. Like an incident commander. Yeah. Like an incident commander. (laughs) Just like that. So they've um they so they clear out a place for the night and they've got salt spread out they're like fucking chilling they've got a place where they think they'll be safe overnight to keep demons and spirits out of it while they hang out and then uh ava and sam have an awkward conversation where sam sam has to tell her that her fiance is dead yeah, I mean, it was time because that was getting really awkward. Like, at what point do you, like, not tell somebody that you yeah. know their fiance's bed? Like, you've known this for a while and you just kind of let this go, Sam. So. Yeah. so they're all starting to, like, doze off. They're trying to, like, you know, take turns taking watch or whatever. But Sam starts to doze off and good old yellow eyes appears. Oh, so yellow eyes. So we know that this is a dream because only Sam can see and hear him at this point. And this is where my notes, I realized. So, you know, I know the show is called, show calls him the yellow eyed demon. We call him old yellow eyes because we're ridiculous. And I realized that my notes shorthand, because I abbreviate like S, D, Sam and Dean, obviously. Um, but my abbreviations for old yellow eyes was Y, E for yellow eyes. So if you saw our Instagram, that was my, my it was babe's wonderful creation for us of of, of kanye ye eyes. so there you go um yeah so this is where now we've got good old sam and good old yellow eyes having a convo and this is where sam finds out that this isn't just like some test or some weird shit with all the the psychic kids there it's a fucking contest this is fucking hunger games yeah, I've got Hunger Games reference. Also, uh, Mad Sam is mad. His face. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is what Jared Padalecki looked like when he threw a tantrum when he was five. Like, I can clearly see what like Jared's mom mm-hmm. saw when he was like, I want to be a first sandwich. <laughs> like, Wham. totally. Man, yeah. man. So um, and and yellow eyes does tell Sam that you know he's rooting for him yeah. and that it's a Miss American pageant. And uh apparently, like Kripke told Sarah that she was not allowed to call it American Idol. <laughs> so that's why it's an American pageant, uh, Miss American pageant. Uh, but we also start going into my other theory, which is this is Islander, and there can be only one. Dun dun dun. Uh, yeah. So, but and like because the whole premise is all along. I'm like, they thought that so Sam and Dina thought that they were creating all these psychic kids so he could make an army of psychic kids. And yellow eyes, like, nah, I've just made a bunch of psychic kids so they can fight each other to the death. So the strongest one could be the leader. I'm like, well, that's troubling, but okay. 
Yeah. And at this point, he starts getting like real creepy. Oh, uh, super uh, fucking creepy. And it's just the best of this generation. Yeah. yeah and like you're Sammy. My favorite. You're my favorite. Sam. Sammy. Yeah. It's so gross. And just not like for the next like scene, like he just gets creepier and creepier. Yeah. So he's like, oh no, I'm going to have a monologue here. I'm going to tell you all yeah. the stuff about that I've done. Oh no, yeah. I killed Jess because you need to be strong. Mom just like walked in. It was bad luck. And it was like, there's like, it's always been about you, which is creepy. Yeah. And he just sounds like a, a pedo. Stop her. Yeah. And then stop, like they flash. Stop stalking me. <laughs> And then they flash back to the scene with Mary and Ugh. there's a guy in a trench coat standing over the baby, which is yep. not helping this whole, no. I'm a creepy chomo. Like, it's just yeah. there. And also, if you look like Sam is like getting really upset and there's a stuffed duck behind him, which makes the scene even better. Then he starts bleeding in the baby's mouth and says, better yeah, than mother's blood. milk. Oh. Not helping. <laughs> not helping. Uh, it's like, so but- gross. Girl, but then right. apparently it also became like a like a thing on the set because they're like it was an actual baby and they're like we had we they can only drip certain things in the baby's mouth uh, so it's like you think about like all the weird stuff that people use on set to like be blood yeah. and they're like oh you know maybe we can't throw that in an actual infant's mouth no. maybe yeah. that's not a good idea yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well yeah not good so uh, um so jake finally wakes up sam and ava's missing they don't oh, 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 sorry, sorry. oh i'm sorry one, I one, one other point that um so i think one other thing which is probably foreshadowing i don't know if it is or not mm-hmm. but mary mary knew the demon right she was like that i think that's probably important for the future okay. uh, yeah, probably I, Probably, um, but it was, but Sam noticed it too, right? It was just like, wait, like she, she knew who you were. It like clearly yeah. there is something here that this means. Um, also he has demon blood in him, right? And that really freaks him out. I, have uh, that would freak blood me out too. I don't think you like digest that and it goes away. I feel like if it's demon blood, like that sticks with you. Does it? I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't I, I mean, because technically so. that's just running through your stomach. It's not like you're getting a transfusion of demon blood. You just ate it, right? And so, like, if I eat a pineapple, like, I don't become a pineapple. I just eat a pineapple, right? Well, I know, but I feel like demon blood's, like, different. If I lick your blood, which I'm not going to do because that's disgusting so. and, yeah. and just not sanitary, mm-hmm. uh, but also I would not become Diana. I would no. just have, like... But I, I don't would... have demon blood, so how do you know what would happen with demon blood? I somehow doubt that would bypass your stomach and like because this is the flaw I find with the show. Like you cannot just eat demon blood. I that's it. I'm done. This is the line. This is the line that you this drew. This is the line I cross. I'm done. I am done. What is over? Show's over. No more, no more else trap. Check it out. It's over. <laughs> okay sorry so back to sam waking up and this is a really bad scene like this seems fucked up like this was very upsetting here we go are you ready are we buckled up buckled up for this shit so they wake up or sam wakes up ava's missing they split up to go find her and of course she's like creepily watching because duh andy is um stays behind and kind of like holding watch where they were at for the night but she shows up behind him like all creepy like what the fuck and uh, it is a salt line room. We know that. And breaks the salt line in the window very secretly. <sighs> this is bad. 
now we know this is bad. So we're like, oh, fuck, what's wrong with Ava? Is she possessed or something weird happened? She plugs her ears. Smoke comes in, a demonic little girl comes in, attacks Andy and kills him. Oh, Andy was kind of a douche, but I didn't hate him. So I was sad. So we lost Andy and Ash. Ash is way better than Andy, but still. So much um, better. Like, man, there is no comparison between the two. Although Andy, but Andy had a sweet van. Yeah, I was about to say, Andy had a bitching van. So, I mean, <laughs> right? maybe like, I mean, him. like what happens to that van now? Shit. Mm-hmm. So ends up, uh, she's screaming. Sam shows up. She's like, oh, I just found Andy like this. Oh my God. And Sam notices the line broken in the sand or in the salt. So she, so now he's like super suspicious. She's like, ah, oh, busted. She's been here. She's been there for like five fucking months. She, this is not her first round. She's just the last one standing. So she's been killing motherfuckers for months. Yeah, and this is like, okay, so this is where I got the Hunger Games in my dude. So I was like, Ava's been killing them since when they came to town. And it's like, like the Hunger Games, like Last Chance Kitchen, like Halloween Wars. And it's like this reality show is like, you know, where all of them are coming in. And like, they just have to keep like fighting off. Like, oh, I have a new competitor coming in. And it's my turn to take them. Hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah. And so now she apparently can control demons. That's one of her new skills that she's learned with her psychic abilities. So Jake conveniently comes up from behind and snaps her neck. He does. He he broke the fuck, which is really hard to do. So, all right. So we're going to He's got super strength, but he's got super strength. Sure. Superman say, whoa. Superman. Uh, uh, uh. Um, okay. So at this point, we're going to flip that to uh, to Bobby and Dean coming up. Um, and before we get to that, uh, on the commentary, uh, Kripke and Singer were talking about Baby. And at this point, she wasn't named Baby. And so the fans had a name for her. And I'm so glad it did not stick. They called her Metallicar. I saw it somewhere online. I know it's annoying. Like, I had to ignore it. Yeah, so apparently, like all the live journaling kids, especially live journal, um, that's like what they were calling her. And I'm so glad that baby is what stuck and not Metallicar. Oh, awful. What were you thinking? Oh, that's annoying. This makes me judge other fans of the show. Sorry, guys. <laughs> if you called him Metallicar, we were judging you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, they're, they're they decide they have to go into town on foot because the road's blocked. So that's the the, the quick overview of the Bobby and Sam showing up, but that means they're there. So that's good news. So Sam's like, Hey, uh, maybe we can leave now that Ava's gone because she's not here to sub and demons. So this will be sweet. Let's escape. But Jake also had the same vision that Sam did uh, with ye, uh, and knows they can't both leave. Um, but Jake's confident he can kill old yellow eyes, but not so sure Sam can. Boom, boom, boom. So... Now they got to fight. Fight, 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 fight. Um, yeah, and it actually is a really good fight scene. It's a good like, fight scene. And like, I'm kind of impressed Sam, like, well, it's a little bit like, okay, if he had that much strength, Sam would not be holding his own that well. But either way, Sam holds his own for a hot minute while um, good old Jake with super strength is uh, trying to kick his ass. Dean yep. shows up as they're fighting and... Um, <sighs> But Sam refuses. So Sam refuses to kill Jake because we all know Sam has a soft spot, right? Everybody knows this. This is Sam's downfall, and also probably the best part of his humanity is that he does have a soft spot for human life. Does not want to kill Jake if he does not have to kill Jake. So he walks off, and um, as him and Dean connect, <sighs> Sam gets stabbed real bad in the back by Jake, like real bad. 
Yeah. Like real bad. He does real bad. And then Sam fucking dies. No. And I have in my notes. Aren't you glad I didn't make you win a week, Diana? I would have fucking killed you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, this is where the point where I was like, uh, if I was watching this in real time and had to wait a week, I'd have been so pissed. But also, here's my asshole comment is I know I've got like 15 more fucking seasons and I've yeah. seen enough previews that I know that it's going to be okay. I just want to know how they make it okay <laughs> for now. Well, well I mean, even if you're watching this show, I mean, in real time. It's still I mean, intense. It's still intense, no matter what, even knowing that. Oh, I mean, and like, this, it's going to get I know the like, series doesn't end. I mean, I know like that. So, but yeah. You know, and they completely ratcheted it up in the next episode, too. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Like I said, we're, we're doing these back to back. So, we're not yeah. going to take a ton of pauses here. Um, but anything else, like just kind of on that first setup, anything you want to talk about that before we move on to, to episode two? No, I think it was just a super intense, like, you know, there's like that, that torn moment of like, are we relieved that, that they got to be reunited first or, you know, being pretending like I, I was, you know, I was going into the next episode right away. Thank you, Netflix. Um, but I was also, you know, like, holy fuck. I mean, this is intense. And they kind of like, you know, he's dead, but you don't like, no, no. It's like a good, like, it's a good little cliffhanger there. You're like, no, no, he's be fine. He'll be fine. You know, you like tell yourself that, but um no, I think it would have been, and obviously Dean's trying to convince himself of that, which only tells you that it's not okay, basically. Uh, so no, it was a good, um, good, good, good little uh, cliffhanger. As much as it's annoying, like I hate a cliffhanger, but I appreciate it. No, no, I mean, it means you know there is something important going on. Yeah, right, so it means you care. It means you care what happens. Yeah, so we're gonna roll right into uh, episode twenty-two. But one of the things that happens, and I'm not sure if you watch this because you while you're going on the Netflix. Uh, so at the beginning of twenty-two, and you know, Supernatural does this at the the last episode of every season, which is you know, Wayward Son and the Road So Far, and they do this amazing. So Diana, you have homework. Go back and watch this shit. Um, so at they didn't show. They you, you probably just had skip recap on like so I with did. Netflix. Okay, I'll check. But but I didn't think I did. I'll check. I, I know it's on the DVD, um, but I'm pretty sure it's on the Netflix too. So they do like you know just the recap of up till now, yeah. and it's always like the way it's cut and with the music in the background, like they pull your emotional strings like nobody's fucking business. So kudos to the editors who put that together because it's fucking brilliant. So like it, it still makes me all sappy and emotional Aww. when when Wayward Son starts playing, I get to watch like what's happened so far so uh, all right so that happens uh listen to that if you haven't and but we're gonna start off with dean just looking at sam's body well and so my note because i'm trying to be optimistic here in my notes i was like sam is unconscious on a mattress and dean's watching him i'm like this is yeah, obviously he's dead, but that's just me. Like, uh, so you thought he was unconscious? Well, you didn't think he was like, dead? He's a little waxy. I'm just being optimistic. <laughs> you know. Oh no, I have much to say about Sam's corpse. But I mean, so yeah, we got dead Sam and, and Dean that's looking him. over him, and, and then Bob, and uh, Bobby's got chicken. Bobby's got a bucket of fried chicken, and Dean's like, "No, thank you, sir." And I'm like, "You do not say no to the bucket of fried chicken." I am. I know, sorry. It actually made me want a bucket of fried chicken. I'm just I saying. want a bucket of fried chicken so bad, and there's no Kentucky fried chicken in my town. We've got like 
chicken express or chicken something express is good is it i don't know it's in the parking lot of home depot and it scares me I, like i'm pretty sure it's gross but it's probably better than kfc honestly okay well they do have buckets of chicken they also have fried okra i looked at their menu one time and then i, I, I like chicken express they have good iced tea in case you're wondering okay yeah so but uh yeah so uh dean won't eat and my note my notes say, oh, fuck, Bobby asks if it's time to bury Sam. Because <laughs> that's all I could muster at that moment to process. Yeah. And Dean doesn't want him to. And I was like, well, maybe Dean's like doing like a Victorian morning ritual, you know, and like wants to like dress like all in black and like put on some armbands <laughs> and cover up all the mirrors and like put in like there. But yeah, I'm like, no, no, this mm. is starting to get gross. Um, Okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Sam says not yet, but Bobby's like, uh, you, you don't need to be alone anymore. You need to fucking eat. You need to not stay here by yourself. This is not healthy. And uh, that, but also Bobby needs uh, Dean because there's a bunch of shit going down. Like it's like end of the world level shit. So that's not good. Dean's attitude though, at this point, you see that how, not that I would, I'm not saying Dean should be handling this better. Not saying that, not saying anybody should mourn any specific way, but Dean is not handling this in a great way right now for his own mental health. His attitude about the world ending is let it end. He's yep. basically let given up on everything. Um, Bobby, you need to leave um, and um, and shoves him even. Yeah, and when he very pushes sad, him out, sad. yeah, yeah, when he pushes him, Bobby sad, is really, really hurt, and I can't handle mm-hmm. Bobby being it's hurt. So, like, it's so sad because you know, he's, he's trying so, so hard, and Dean's just and like Dean's shoving him away, and and Dean's very feels bad about it too. Like he apologizes; it's really sad. But Bobby leaves, and Dean's just crying. It's just all bad. Well, he's crying in this house, and now has a bucket of fried chicken, a bunch of whiskey, a corpse, and Dean, who probably hasn't showered in three days. Do you know how this place must smell? <laughs> <laughs> like worse oh, than the demon God. farts like you know so like yeah. if a demon give me give me, give me the- that give me those sulfur farts all day long <laughs> over this <laughs> come on oh god so yeah so we cut to uh jake because remember he escaped after stabbing um he escaped after stabbing um sam uh, and at this point i'm like oh look it's jake from state farm <laughs> so you've gone from superman Superman, Soldier Boy, and now it's Jake from St. Farm. Good Lord. Um, and I, was uh, but, re- I, I may have been a little stone when I watched this episode. That's I am, but. <laughs> so he's not in a uniform anymore. And of course, uh, Yee shows up, Yelaz. <laughs> and uh, Yee and, uh, congratulates him. And so Jake tells him to go to fucking hell. But, um, but he's like, yeah, I need the strongest. And um, Jake's like, no, I'm going to hunt you down and fucking kill you. And he's like, no, you're not, because I will kill your mother and sister and feed you their intestines to them before they die. Well, he also told him to be a good little soldier. Like, soldier boy! Oh. So then I went back to soldier boy. So okay. soldier boy isn't dead. Um, so, But yeah, um, so then we're going to cut back to Sam's corpse on this mattress. It's, it's, and it's a gross mattress, too. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh I mean, do you put a corpse on a nice mattress? I mean, I don't, well, you know. don't. I mean, you don't want to but i'm like oh my god the seepage is there a blanket like like, um, like the corpse juices are just like cool. pouring down like, like 
like one of those mattress covers for like the little kids. So when they pee, it like a little pee in the mattress. Bed. Yeah. Or like the anti-dust mites. Like that would be nice yeah, up there. But something. no, we just, we just have this corpse draining on here. Onto a dirty I, mattress. And oh. then I also started wondering if like his corpse was doing like the things that corpses normally do. Like, was it farting and burping? And like, maybe like standing up. And like, so is Dean just put in this room with like a farting corpse sand? There's a lot of farts in this episode. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this has farts on the brain tonight. This is gassy. Yeah. So uh, it's just a gassy. <laughs> what do you episode. have for dinner? <laughs> I, think I, oh. I, I don't think I ate dinner, but uh, no, um, you had pimento cheese on Cheetos, ma'am. I, well, yes, I did. So for those of you who don't know, if you put if you dip a Cheeto into pimento cheese and it's a jalapeno, it has to be the jalapeno pimento cheese. And it was, that's why I was tasting it because they were out of the normal pimento cheese and they brought me the jalapeno one. And so I was, I was so I was tasting it and then I had a bag of Cheetos open. I was like, well, what is the Cheetos like with the pimento? And then if you dip it in there, it becomes like a wig for the Cheetos. And then the, we'll it's post like a, a picture. It's a, it's a fucking Cheeto Muppet. And like, I don't know how I created it, but I did. Um, anyway, so while I'm sitting here contemplating like the corpse, like burping and farting, then mm. Dean starts going into some really profound shit. So, uh, yeah. and he starts, they're starting to man tears. Yeah. And then he goes into this pity party. Yeah, it's very emotional and about how, you know, talking about their childhood and how much he tried to protect them and he failed to do that, but and then he's sorry and that um, how he just lets down. Then he goes into the pity party about how he just lets down everyone that he loves and he doesn't know how to live with that or what to do. And it's very, very sad. Yeah, it was with incredible lighting though. They did this a great job of like having these shadows cast on Dean's face. If you're watching, like when I was watching, I was like, it was just so beautifully done. Yeah. And then he started shouting, What am I supposed to do? And mm-hmm. then I got violent femme stuck in my head. So what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? So he goes for a drive, like you do. Yeah. And he's pulling out fast. <laughs> pulling out um but he's also driving with a purpose like you have never seen the dean has a place to go and oh he's like, on a mission yeah he's he on, is a, on mission. a motherfucking mission and when he gets to his destination that we find out about in a second he goes to trunk team trunk Chunk, Chunk. We actually had another portion of Chunk that we didn't bring up. The Bobby and, and Dean like opened her up and like so we've had Chunk has had a couple of things. In yeah, she had she yeah. had one one earlier when they were pulling stuff up, but this is a better one because yeah. he's digging around, he's rooting around and gets a little box. So where do we know he is if he's got a little tin box and he's been out driving out the middle of nowhere? He's at the crossroads. So why that stuff looks like he's gonna summon a demon. Oh no! Demon summon. So uh, she shows bad up. Dean. Bad, bad, bad Dean. Bad Dean. Bad decision, Dean. She shows up. Her eyes flash red, and no, she shows up as he's yelling, "Show your face, you bitch!" Well, that too, yeah. That's and I she, like, she, no. she was she was a little slow. Show yeah, up but I'd be like, "Fuck you!" No, like you're calling me. I'll show up. Like I'm a goddamn demon. I'll show up whenever I want. What I, I do? What I want? I'm a demon. Do what I want. Tell me what to do, Dean. But she's really enjoying that he's suffering, which is really fucking sad. And she knows what he wants. And she's like, no, not going to do it. No. And he just keeps negotiating because he wants to bring Sam back and is offering his soul and um, in in like for like 10 years of life and his soul. That's all he wants for Dean or for Sam. Excuse me. That's what Dean's offering to the demon. She keeps going, no, no, no. And he keeps lowering the ears. And oh my God. 
Well, she does say needy guys are a turn off. And they are. And I have that noted. And she also noted that Sam was starting to smell. So I am not the only person worried about Steve. You Bush. caught that. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. And then they go down to one year. Oh. And that if he, and that if Dean tries to break the deal for any reason, Sam will drop dead. And they, and they seal the deal. And then they make out. No. no. I do that a lot watching these episodes. No. no. So, uh, yeah. So Sam wakes up alone. His stab wounds pretty much healed in his back. And Dean just walks in and gives him a hug. And Sam's like, ow. It's very huggy. Very, very, huggy. very huggy. And just nonchalantly, he's like, glad to see you up and around. So, and they piece together what Sam remembers and doesn't remember. And basically, like, Sam just basically remembers Dean and Bobby, like, showing up and then being a shit ton of pain and that's about it but he doesn't really understand how he got all patched up from the wound um and uh so dean's like no no no, bobby did it it's cool it's cool uh so sam immediately though wants to go out and find jake because he's like fuck that guy fuck fuck him i'm after him that's it like fuck jake from safe farm yeah yeah so but it's kind of weird like usually like how it goes is like dean's like let's go 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 you know ready to go and then sam's like meh but this time it's kind of the way around where Sam's like, let's go. We got to get this motherfucker. And Dean's like, oh, we need to chill for a minute. Let's chill. Let's chill. And this makes me sad because I'm like, oh, Dean wants to chill because he doesn't want to go on a mission and risk their lives because he wants to spend time with his brother because he knows he only has a year left. And this is sad. I think, yeah, that's an interesting take on that. Yeah. He just wants to savor that he's back. I think that's what I was like. That's how I read it at least. So... They have a shit ton of uh, fast food and like garbage foods. So they're eating all of that. And um, Sam doesn't, Sam withholds from Dean what Yellow Eyes showed him about mom and about like that whole background. Like Sam's not telling Dean everything now about that situation, which is a little odd. And, um, and is also really questioning how he's alive if, if yellow eyes was so dead set only one of them could survive like why are how are jake and sam both alive so dean's just like no no, no you just need to recover it's totally fine totally fine and kind of like play it off uh dean has to tell dean has to tell give sam the bad news about roadhouse and ash but they still at this yeah. point don't know if ellen's alive or not which is sad yeah i'm like ash is dead and a bunch of other hunters that didn't matter in the storyline like it was like ash yeah. is dead and then a whole bunch of other people are dead too and all are like oh uh. So now the other problem too is that Sam's like, well, fuck, we better go talk to Bobby so we can resolve this shit because if shit's fucked up and we need to go after Jake, we got to talk to Bobby first. And Dean's like, no, 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 you should rest. And now I'm like, oh, fuck, because Bobby going to know something went down if Sam's suddenly alive. Yeah, yeah. So this whole, like, I want to savor things with, with my brother is more like probably Dean's covering his ass that he did something he knows is real bad. Yeah. And now we have to pay for it. I was just sharing the, uh, sharing a hot take at the moment, you know, it happened. So uh, obviously Bobby is very surprised to see Sam alive. And um, yeah, so and he knows that something's kind of like going on weird. So Bobby and um, Bobby starts sharing with them what he's been finding is a lot of satanic omens all over this area in the Midwest, basically, except for this one spot in Southern Wyoming. Which just seems really random. And my part, my I was gonna make some shitty comment, which I know 
I know Wyoming is a very beautiful state. I'm not knocking <laughs> Wyoming, but part of my head was like, there's nothing fucking there. No demons don't even want to go there. <laughs> but they're like, they're done. Yes, no, yep. no, offense, no offense to Wyoming. I'm sorry. I have like um, I want to visit. It looks beautiful. But anyways, I still I still tickle myself. So uh, anyways, Sam's like, okay, let's go check this shit out. Bobby and Dean have do have one private moment. And oh, yeah, D- Bobby was like, oh hey, oh, let's go look at I, got, I gotta get something out of the car, Dean. Now. Like now, like I think we need to have a private moment about the mm-hmm. fact that your brother was dead and now he's not dead. Was that Bobby Dean? calls him the fuck out, knows exactly what he did, asks what he what his deal was, and he, Dean tells him he only has a year. Bobby's fucking pissed, rightfully so. And he calls him out like real hard. Like, what is it with that you and your dad itching to go down in the pit? And that why do you have such a low opinion of yourself? And um, and and like this, like, you know, just it, is, it was a really good call out and very accurate. Yeah, I think we're also getting into a lot of real root of Dean's issues here because he's just like, I wasn't supposed to be here. Like, so well, that, and that goes this, back to his dad's deal, like yeah. the whole thing there, too. So it's like layers of layers of things. Yeah. And so, like, this whole season where the, the past season two, Dean is the entire time felt guilty for being alive because. Yep. John sacrificed himself so Dean could live. And so this is pretty much like the how that all, to me, like this all comes full circle. And I think in Dean's head, this is all justified because he shouldn't be alive anyways, is his take on it. Yeah. And that, yeah. So, and- But but I also think Bobby's right. Like, this is low self-esteem shit talking here. Like, you were- it's some sad sack shit. We talk about, yeah, it's like some like, you know, pity party, sad sack shit. And, and that doesn't mean that grieving is easy or that he shouldn't be sad if his brother died. It just means that it, balancing out instead of going for your own feels, think about other people involved, even the ones that passed, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, they, um, Dean basically begs Bobby not to tell Sam and that's kind of where it leaves off until they hear a noise. <gasps> What's that? There's someone in the junkyard. What? It's Ellen. <gasps> Yay, She's Ellen. alive! Yay, Team Ellen! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Bobby feeds her holy water because uh, he has to make sure she's not possessed, which is adorbs. And then she wants whiskey, which is fair. Because <laughs> she looks pretty. Yeah, she's like, no, no. Um, but isn't it also sad that the only reason that she wasn't there was that she went to get pretzels. <laughs> That's really depressing. Also, though, I'm kind of like, mm, that's suspicious. I feel like if somebody really wanted to fuck up Roadhouse, they would have made sure she was there. The eh. same. Yeah, at this point, we also don't know. We don't find out this episode. We don't, I don't know if we actually ever find out, but if it's an arson or accident. We don't whatever. know how the Roadhouse blew up. Like, we just know the Roadhouse, roadhouse blew up. Roadhouse is gone. Yeah. And, you know, if we think about it based on what Ash was saying, Ash was like, no, I found something really big. And this is when Ellen's like, oh, yeah, before this happened, you know, Ash told me to go look at the safe. Yes. And she had something out of the safe, and it's um, a map that she was able to get. And it does, it's a map a part of Wyoming that has some markings on it. What? And it matches up kind of what with Bobby was looking at. It's got X's that show abandoned frontier churches that were built by none other than Samuel Colt. The demon killer gun making Samuel Colt. What? We're all tying back together. All tying back together. And what happens when you put those five X's together, Diana? What does it form? They make a devil's trap. 
Tell us chat where we're say shout out to the podcast. Thank you guys. Like I appreciate you doing this like in season two. Smash the like button. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about a hundred square miles um big devil's trap uh with like iron lines connecting them. And it's uh basically the demons are circling it and can't get in. And there's an old cowboy cemetery in the middle. Of because of course there fucking is. Because Wyoming. Duh. I'm pretty sure like all Wyoming has again sorry Wyoming but I'm pretty sure all Wyoming has is a bunch of old cowboy cemeteries <laughs> I think that's the entire thing it's I, like I, Yellowstone I, I and then cowboy cemeteries I bet that the like I bet you get like some really really cool photos of old frontier churches in Wyoming if you're in Wyoming, please take pictures of and your I feel old like it's gonna be super rustic and just a beautiful countryside with nothing around, and that's it. And demons. My my, I have cousins that live outside of Laramie, and their pictures are beautiful. Like, oh, it's our front yard today. I'm like, you asshole. <laughs> like, it's oh, beautiful no. like, all yeah, the time. I'm like, what? That's your fucking. That's your front yard. What the fuck? Yeah, but no. it's also a lot of time is covered in a bunch of snow. Just remember yeah, that. that. That I don't like that part. I'm out, yeah. I'm out on that. One day of snow, done. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, so they're going back and forth, and they're like, "Well, the demons can't get into this thing because of the devil's trap." And they realize, what if the devil's trap's actually keeping something in instead of keeping the demons out? Boom, boom, boom. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. So, and that this, this devil trap is so fucking strong that Bobby's like, yeah, you need like an A-bomb to get into it. There's no way a regular demon could get in. So we cut to Jake. Good old Jake. Oh, straight from Jake. All right, it's safe for Jake and Yee. All right, they got Yee. They're, they're at these train tracks, which are part of the, the, they are the iron lines between these five or whatever, the between the, the frontier churches. And um, basically, like Yellow Eyes is like, yeah, you gotta walk like five, 50 miles in and open this crypt at the cemetery. Here's the here's the cult gun. That's the only thing that can open it. Have at it. It won. So we got the cult coming out. Oh my god, the actual cult. Like we've never seen this since you since know John traded it to Yellow Eyes. Yeah, yeah. So this is the cult was back. And oh, also, I, uh, you want me to walk how many fucking miles? Fuck off. Miles. Like, that I've, is done, I've done some long road marches in the fucking army, but 50 miles is pretty far. I'm just yeah, saying. I, I, I did, you know, uh, last Tough Mudder was 10 miles and we walked it. We didn't run because I'm huh. an old woman. And that took many, many hours. It oh, was, it was a, a long, long time. And I'm pretty sure, like, at least, like, get him a horse or something. Like, why right. make him walk? Like, I mean, I get it. A car can't drive. To, of course, a car can drive there. Like, we saw the map. The map had shit in it. There's churches. There's everywhere. Why can't you fucking drive? Like, it's a long walk. 50 miles will take a long time. If you do the math, like an average, like marching pace for a military uh, soldier is going to be about 15 to 17 Diana's minutes per mile. Doing math. Boom. Diana, there you stop, go. stop, stop. No, there you go. Anyways. So yeah. And, um, and so good old, um, Jake is kind of like, yeah, no, I don't really want to do this shit. It's bullshit. And so he basically, Yellow Eyes basically explains to him that you've got nothing else to fucking do. Your life is basically over. You disappeared from Afghanistan. You can't go back to the army. You're, what are you gonna do? Go take a fucking factory job. You're not gonna be able to support your family. Your mom and your sister are fucked if you don't do this for me. And he doesn't threaten to kill him if he doesn't do it, but he threatens like, hey, we well, got nothing else. But at least if you do this, I'll take care of you and your family. 
which is true. I'm like, yeah. that's kind of, I, I thought about that. Like I'm the, I'm the, the, the practical asshole in the first one. I'm like, wait, so in the morning, cause I did, I did HR when I was in, I was in the national guard and I did HR work. You have to do accountability. You have to know where everybody is at all times. I'm like, they would have woken up next morning and this guy would have just been fucking gone. Do you know how much panic there would have been? Like this would have been a big fucking deal. This guy just disappeared. And like, at some point you're like, oh, is he dead? Is this going to cause like a bombing? Is this like, what the fuck is going to happen? It's he's a big deal. Missing, so just have a military missing. soldier disappear from base boom like that's a big no, deal not base school base yes but well, course, afghanistan yeah. like i mean obviously like, this was before 2021 this was but yeah but yeah no, we, no. Still, we still had people no, no. there yes, and did. um that's but yeah like huge. like there would have been like because there'd been so many like people kidnapped there'd been people like uh hostages taken or and there'd been people who went awol and there'd been people that had been um you know that had that converted and flipped sides like it would have been a fucked up deal for a dude to just disappear you some MP would have had the worst day ever. Oh, God. Just like and so, and and some officers, just and also oh. the poor person in HR having to do that fucking paperwork. <laughs> like somebody Girl. had to do so much paperwork. A lot of paperwork. Thanks, ye. Uh, that's what I that, and that was stressing me out when they finally like finally they acknowledged that it's a big deal that he just disappeared from fucking base on active duty deployment to Afghanistan. Like, thank you for noticing this. But anyways, there you go. Sorry, Diana's rant is done on that. Uh, I'll move on now. But anyway, so basically, Jake's family will be royalty in this new world that the Yellow Eyes wants to create if he goes and does this shit. So, so he does it because he's motivated by realizing he has nothing else and he cares about his family. So he gets to the cemetery, and when he gets there, Dean's already there. Sam interrupt him. Sam is Sam's there. Bobby and Ellen are all there, and they all have guns pulled on him. And they're like, "Nope, not going to do it." And Jake really believed that Sam was dead, and says at this point, he tells him, "I cut your spinal cord." Hey, <laughs> is my reaction, but also like, "Oh fuck!" So this is now Sam's going to know that something went down. Yeah. I would also like to read you my notes at this point because you know this. I watched the I watched these all these episodes many times. So I had to watch it through the commentary. Like I said, I may have been drinking. I may have been stoned. So this is what my notes say. Jake uh, is like, "Yo, I cut through your spinal cord," and Sam is like, "What?" And everyone's like, "Nah, oh no!" Fucking Jake tells Ellen to put her gun to her head, and being oh, the bad bitch oh, she is, so she tells upsetting. him to do it. <laughs> oh that was very upsetting so yeah now jake's got the fucking psychic shit where he tells people to do things and they do it he doesn't just have super strength now which well, is I a very quick ha- learning I th- curve i think he said he has some of it but really like his main thing was like i can like lift up this humby or whatever i thought he didn't i thought he only had the super strength i don't know and then like but but they made a comment like ava had talked about like it's amazing how fast your shit develops if you start focusing on it and that's yeah. he's like oh that's what he's like yeah that's what i've been doing so Anyway, so yeah, they all drop their guns except for Ellen, who's got the one to her head. And so he takes the Colt, and like the Colt is like the key to the crypt, which I thought was goofy. I'm sorry, I was like, "Mm, womp womp, but whatever. It's also very phallic. We're gonna shove the Colt in the hole. Um, so he jams the Colt in the hole, and he gets pumped yeah, full of jams lead it, jams it real good jams it jams it real hard in there and then he gets and pumped then, full yeah. of lead yeah he gets shot a lot sam shoots the fucking shit out of him yeah and sam does not look good in this moment as he's shooting oh, him he, like it's it's it, not it's good dark, this no. is dark this is very dark sam but he's no longer tantrum sam this is, this is 
Sam is there. Sam, and Sam is pissed. But not looking great. But and not, everyone's yeah. and everyone's also kind of concerned. They're like, oh, this this looks bad. But you know, whatever. We've already inserted the phallic thing into the hole. And yeah. so it's gonna start spinning. And oh no, it's hell. It's a hellgate. Oh my god, we have hellgates, Diana. You know what it's that a means? fucking hellgate. We're gonna talk mean? about hellgates. Yeah. Does that mean you we're talking about the, hellgates? We're gonna talk about lore. Yeah, we're gonna lore. get some lore here. Yeah. And, and because this is, you know, our last our last episode for season two. Yes. We're, we're bringing it on back home. Because you know, we have there's a lot of hell gates in the world. I don't know if you knew that. There's a lot of portals to hell, uh, as I found out doing research. But that's concerning. Did you, did you know there's one in Texas? Well, I mean, I've heard of Hell's Gate, but that's just a pretty that's nice the, Well, there, well, there is Hell's Gate at Possum Kingdom Lake, yeah, right? That, that's that's a that's a pretty place where the possums play, and they're like, oh, I'm at Hell's Gate." And and Tony's right, and Tony's right songs, yeah, yeah. But no, 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 no. There's actually a gate to Hell. I don't like that in Lubbock. Of course, it's in Lubbock. Yeah, you know, there's also like, <laughs> there's nothing cool in Lubbock, guys. Like, oh, I'm sorry. sorry, sorry, guns up. There we go. All right. Yeah, I go to yeah. Texas Tech, whatever. Yeah, no, there's there is nothing there, but there is a gate to hell in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, so have you been to Lubbock? Your sister went there, right? She did. I've been once. Oh, I technically yeah. I've been twice, actually, twice. Once for her graduation and once for like a social outing. So did she go to the cemetery? I Liz. You know, I didn't go to the cemetery. <laughs> Buddy Holly is buried in that cemetery. A lot oh, of people okay. go to that cemetery. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a cemetery in Lubbock where Buddy Holly is buried. And that is what everybody will tell you about that cemetery. But they'll also tell you that behind the cemetery is a train trestle. And so this train trestle, it's got some swamps on either side of it. And it's a gate to hell. Just so you know, like, yeah, go to love it, go to hell. Um, there are a lot of burials near this trestle. So if you look at the map, um, you'll see it's like it's not in the cemetery, but it's right behind it. Uh, there are a lot of burials that have happened near there. But uh, so Billy Fisher, the director of the Lubbock Ghost Investigation Society, uh, he said that the train trestle symbolizes a crossroad. I'm going to get back crossroads uh, between the physical world and the spirit realm of existence. So at this train trestle, they have seen figures, apparitions, spiritual orbs, and even, yes, chupacabras. Yeah, they got chupacabras! I told you, count how many times I got chupacabras. You're like... <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, there during the day like this area if you look at it, it's really nice like a lot of people go there to fish and to bike and like you know do whatever people do in, in the woods but at night the atmosphere changes to become uncomfortable and frightening uncomfortable it's just uncomfortable uh so psychics do report the impression of something dark and sinister lurking in the area not welcoming the visitors or the psychic investigators and there is a secret door or a gate that takes you straight to hell i don't know 
I honestly could not find any evidence of the actual like door or gate. Uh, there at the end of the trail leading to Hell's Gate, in quotes, there's a pretty big mound of dirt, and there's two fence posts there, and there said that used to be a gate, and it was said that this was a trail that um, captured spies and the Union Army uh, were hung. Uh, there's also stories that says this was a common place to hang outlaws or cattle thieves because. You know how we feel about our cattle thieves in Texas. Yeah. And then everyone says, like, this two put this gate was the last thing they saw before going to the tree that stands beyond there where they died. And there are also others who say that a gallows was once there where there was this tree now. Uh, so there's a lot of stories about like what happens here at Hell's Gate in, in, in Lubbock. Uh, so some stories, including the one that was on the Travel Channel's Ghost Loop. I watched that whole episode and can't get that back. Um, but so, you know, I, I love my, my my ghost hunter shows, but I also love them because they're so fucking awful. In this, we're just digress. Okay, so in this episode of Ghost Loop, so in Ghost Loop, and I don't think it's on anymore. I think it was on for just like a season or two. Uh, it was on the Travel Channel. And so the whole premise of it was that these investigators go and they try and like rid places of ghosts that are haunting it because they're caught in a ghost loop. Much like we will see in Supernatural, right? So we'll see like the loop of like you get caught in this, this, this thing that you can't leave. And in this episode, there was a woman who said that she had brought home a spirit from while she was ghost hunting at the cemetery and at Hell's Gate. Uh, so they go into a whole bunch of things to try. And, and according to the show, you know, this, the, the man in black, which is not Johnny Cash, it's very disappointing. Um, Buddy Holly, yeah, oh, like or Buddy Holly, maybe great Buddy Holly was haunting it. But apparently like, so in Lubbock Cemetery, there's this giant angel and you were supposed to kiss this angel's feet before you leave or the spirit attaches to you and so she didn't kiss the angel's feet because gross uh she didn't say it was gross but i'm like yeah that's disgusting um but so she thinks this is why the spirit attached to her and now according to the investigators the spirits wants to eat her children's souls uh also according to the investigators the uh the spirit also blew out their tire and like took it off the, the car on the way into town not like they you know hit a pothole or anything uh anyhow so according to them they're like oh yeah train robbers used to stop trains on this bridge and they would steal and murder people and throw them out of the train into you know the the river or whatever below into the gulch uh, and there were a lot of train robberies there, but I, I don't know if that happened. Uh, some people also say this land was cursed by Native Americans, as of course we get back to our, our favorite story of, yeah, of course Native Americans curse lands. That's what they do all the time. They're like, this is shitty and I'm just going to curse it. So they're there's a theory that uh, they cursed this in 1877 when they sacrificed a man named Marshall Sewell. Uh, so in December of 1876, a group of Comanche under the leader Black Horse got a hunting permit through the Indian agent at Fort Sill that was allowing them to hunt in Texas. But 
Black Horus really had an ulterior motive. He was angry over hunters thinning out the buffalo herds, and he had a plan to attack any people he saw hunting. And so in that winter, a buffalo hunter named Marshall Sewer comes along with a bunch of other, I, I have Skinners in here, well, I guess it's like mule Skinners. I don't know the fuck that was, but I, I was kind of stoned, I told you. Okay, so on February 1st, 1877, Mr. Marshall Sewell, he discovers a herd of buffalo and he decides he's just going to pick them off one by one with this rifle before he runs out of it. Basically, he runs out of rifle bullets, rifle shells, case, rounds. Yeah, okay, we'll go with rounds. Um, and so, but he's killed all these buffaloes and Black Horse saw him and it was like, oh no, motherfucker. Like, you just wait. Oh no, you did not. Oh no, you didn't. And so they're like, hey, they are going, we're gonna kill you. So they murdered and double scalped him, which I'm not sure exactly what double scalping means. I mean, you cut for <laughs> it's like in a shops or microphone. Oh no. I how do you cut somebody's hair head off more than once? I don't know. Uh, so then uh, they also cut open his stomach and they placed people's pieces of his rifle tripod in his wounds. And later accounts also suggested that he may have been tortured, but also those accounts were for white people in the story. So, um, so the story is that Sewell's tortured ghost is said to roam the area. And you'll you'll come across him. He'll be moaning. He'll be bleeding. And it just became kind of like this teenage thing. Like you know, everyone's like, "Ooh, go go to Hell's Gate and try and find the ghost of Sewell." And so, um, also the, the, over time, it changed. Like so, the ghost would shoot you and then wrestle you to the ground and try and take your scalp in order to replace the one that he's lost. I don't know if he double scalps him. Yeah, I don't know. He tries to take all all your scalps. Uh, there's also another manifestation there known as the hunter, and he is also he stalks people. There's a lot of stalking that happens here. Um, so according to Fisher, he said this hunter is a very territorial spirit. He doesn't seem to like people poking about in his domain. He's there to ward anyone off who is up to no good. So we've got the hunter, we have the man in black, which is the one, uh, not Johnny Cash, that they say is in the house. There's also stories of that you can see a light swinging from side to side and that can go off into the distance or come closer, depending on who's telling the story. And they also refer to this guy as the rail man. And the rail man is supposedly a man who works on the rails and his wife was having an affair with the train conductor who thought it'd be nice to make the rail man disappear. So he killed him. And so he's got this light. If you get too, too close to it, it will drag you to hell. So don't go to the rail man's light. It's not a good light. Uh, so uh, Fisher's wife, Anita, who is the president of the Lubbock Ghost Investigation Society, Society, so her husband's a director. She is the president, though, so that's right, Madam President. All right. So she says that she's often seen spirits, including a woman who is dressed in vintage attire, and she sits on the, on the, the trellis, and she was burned alive there. And so there's also, 
that's also unpleasant. And uh, Nina's husband said that, you know, there's black magic that could be part of this because Lubbock does have a few satanic groups. They used to go to Hell's Gate and do black magic rituals out there. So that has kind of added to the mystique. And so in things I've seen where they talk about this, they always flash through these pictures of Satan murders, but also like all those things were done during satanic panic, right? So they're like, somebody was killed. Yeah, they're listening to Metallica, worshiping Satan, and then and then burned people, and now they're haunting it. Uh, so, but clearly, this is if you guys don't know, Lubbock is in the Panhandle of Texas. It is very Bible belty. Uh, so clearly, everything that is black or evil is satanic. Uh, so other ghosts in this area they've also so there is like i said the man in black there's just some general moaning ghosts some moaning myrtles there people often see a red-headed general in a confederate uniform which is some bullshit because we know redheads don't have souls so how they become ghosts um there are also the ghosts of two wealthy brothers that were murdered off of Highway 287, and they haunt this because they're buried in unmarked graves there. Uh, someone also said there's two young girls, one with fair hair and the other with dark hair, and they lurk in, lurk in a foliage near an old loading dock. And these girls are said to have been molested and killed nearby, and they haunt their region to this day. Uh, and there's also another story of another young woman who was hanged from the train trestle and she could be here crying through the night and there's all, if you look at the paranormal investigations there's a lot of pictures of her like hanging from the hanging from the trestle trestle is a good word yeah it's a great word uh, uh, so i mean there, like i said uh there is you know, the, the angel in the cemetery kiss her feet if you go um don't because that's disgusting you're gonna kiss some bird shit um but there's chupacabra settings, but also I did want to point out if the idea of this being a portal to hell or other dimensions, for those of you who did not know, Lubbock is one of the sightings and one of the more infamous uh, UFO sightings. And in 1951, there was this really big like formation of lights that, that happened in August and September. Uh, it was investigated by the Air Force. Like they did a whole thing at Wright Pat about it. So I think that's interesting. You know, if the idea of there's a portal and also everyone's like, we saw all these like UFOs there. I just think that's kind of, yeah. Yeah, and Buddy Holly's grave. There, there's nothing else to do in Lubbock, right? If I was in Lubbock, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go look for some portals to hell. And I think, is, is Lubbock so dry? Okay. Well, you just said it like on a podcast. So you know, all, all our all our all our dozen of listeners.
that is fucking epic. And next time I see your mom, this will be reenacted. Um, I have no idea what song you're talking about. No, I want to hear more. Wait, how's it go? No, I, I need to know. I, I don't remember the song, Diana. You have to sing more. All right. All right. Anyhow, so that is the story of one of the, one of, yeah, let's, let's this is the story is of maybe one of the Hell's Gates in Texas. Diana is looking at me because I said one. I really want to get a Possum Kingdom Lake, even though, like, I know it's supposed to be really pretty, but also, it's fucking Possum Kingdom Lake. Like, yeah. Now, there was a day. Yeah, the day I discovered that Possum Kingdom Lake was a thing, Diana was like, oh, yeah, I used to go there. I'm like, fucking Possum Kingdom Lake. And there's a Hell's Gate in there. There's a place called Hell's Gate in the middle of the... Yeah. Yeah, for a weekend. I am very good at drinking beer on a boat. And I can, I love fishing. So I really, you know, we'll go. We'll fish. We'll get a house gate and then go to Lubbock. And... No, no. All right. So last where we left off, uh, Hell's Gate. Woohoo! Woo. Oh, we this is not the worst CGI of us in this episode. Like this is pretty bad right here. But also this the smoke snakes here, like all I can think about are you know the whole remember when you were a kid and like some of the fireworks that you were allowed to play with, like the little the pallets and the snakes. Yeah, because that was, a, yeah, which is I'm sure like some terrible toxic thing, like that can't be good. Well, I know, but there were also one of the few things that I was allowed to light, right? Yeah, like my parents like, oh, play with this until my dad was like, I'm going to shoot Roman candles at you because that's my father. But that's what all these like little smoke snakes remind me of, which is like, little tablets like rolling up
Yeah, he says something really, he's like, I couldn't, I could, he's like, I couldn't have done it without your pathetic, self-loathing, self-destructive desire to sacrifice yourself for your family. That's harsh, Guy, like, damn, like, that is fucked up, yay. Yeah, that's fucked up. <gasps> it's John. Well, and we did see, like, while he's talking, we saw this goat, like, we saw a figure run by. Like, I don't know if you caught that, but there was a figure that runs by. You're not sure what it is. And then we're just like, oh, shit, it's John. Oh, my God. Yellow ass is dead. Oh my God, he did. Thank God. Thank Satan. Like this. And this is this is the worst CGI of the episode, by the way. This is really fucking bad. And obviously it's because Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I don't know if he was off on Walking Dead at this point. I think this may have still been Grey's Anatomy. But so he is a busy actor. So they couldn't fit his schedule into this. So they filmed, I know, shocking, Hollywood. So, but it's just so bad. Like it is like the worst green screen and like CGI that has like ever been born. Um, I know there's worse, but it's terrible. It is awful. Yeah, and I, my notes actually say what the fuck is happening. <laughs> so we've got like, um, yep. Sam makes a really stupid smile, and he's got his man tear comes out. Like he's got a man tear. Dean's just like covered in blood, and they're just standing over this corpse of Yee, and they're just like, "What the fuck has happened?" Yeah. He did. Well, he doesn't have that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. 
It's so bad. That's for a mommy, son of a bitch. Like, oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Yep. Hey guys, hey guys, what you do? <laughs> Did you see all the smoke snakes? The smoke snakes just like that. There's a bunch of shit. Like, was it like one, two, three, four, five, six? And it kind of looks like five to me, but cool. Like hundreds, thousands. <laughs> oh, you get drunk. Yay! Team Trunk! So, we have work to do. <clears throat> and that is how season two ends. So to recap, all right, so Sam has died. Uh, he's come back from the grave. Um, Dean sold his soul. Uh, we have a bunch of demons or something that has just come out of a hell's gate. Uh, Ash is dead. Ellen's alive. We don't know where Joe is. She's not, she's not here. Um, yeah. John, John has escaped. He saw some light shit. So we're assuming in place. Yeah, so that leaves us going into season three with this. Also, the do we know if what's what was brought back from Sam is really Sam? That's where we're at at the end of season two. So I, I guess like the question for you, Diana, is we could talk about this as just the, the culmination of these two episodes, but really it's, you know, this is season two. So what, what was your overall take on season two? Yeah.
Yeah, I mean, I think it's maybe because they explore a little bit more of, you know, just his vulnerability that is possibly there. But he does get to be a little whiny bitch, which I'm not a whiny bitch. I don't like it, which is why I don't like Sam, which is why I'm team Bobby and also team Ellen, you know, so so team Bobby, team Ellen, team Junk. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm never gonna complain when they're short shirtless doing things or dig, or digging graves, but and I think you know, like, so listening to like commentary and stuff, with like you know, especially when Sarah's in there and giving her her thoughts on this, but um, I'm not sure if the network really knew the amount of female fans that they were going to attract with it because you know this is it's not a really female oriented show right we've got a lot of violence there's a lot of ghosts and like scary and granted it was cw so cw was typically skews towards a female audience but I'm not sure they really were prepared. And that's why you'll see a lot of things going through about with, whether or not they have love interests or not, because the female fans, girls, we, we know we know who you are. Uh, we're basically like every time like they fuck somebody or had a girlfriend, they're like, you're taking away my boyfriend. But which honestly, they get... But also from just a, a narrative standpoint, I like that because it's not just because I want to keep them to myself. It's because I don't think that romance needs to fuel like every single TV show that's out there. So I like that we have these other things that are driving the storyline along beyond just some sexual tension or what, you know, whatever is happening. No, I I have lived, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think it's, you know, so if you think about this in terms of of characters, right, so we've got our two main characters who really, you know, in terms of their emotional bond is not with a member uh, that they are attracted to, opposite sex, same sex, whatever, Um, but it really is, it's about this emotional bond between family. 
And so I think we're, this is really trying driving home at the end of this. Like this is still about this relationship between a family and even the family is extended. We've got Ellen, we've got Bobby who are like coming in and you killed off my mullet, my mullet, honey. But I know it's, which is just the saddest thing ever. Um, I think I told you guys last time I finally saw a mullet in person in Austin like a couple weeks ago. And I know it's. Armadillo ice cream sandwich. Armadillo ice cream sandwich. This, that is my obsession right now. Diana also ate fried. Diana ate fried butter, guys. She ate. She ate fried butter. That's disgusting. That's, that's so gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're only doing it because, like, yeah, I know, but like at home, are you ever going to be like, I'm going to fry me up some butter? Okay, we're really digressing now. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right thank you guys for hanging out for all this and season three will be coming to you next week ah we're not taking time off this time so because we totally um so yeah i think that'll close out season two all right cheers jerk thanks for listening to this week's episode of devil's trap podcast be sure to follow us on instagram devil's trap podcast twitter devil's trap pod or you can email us devil's trap at devil's trap podcast.com don't forget to subscribe leave reviews and share it with all your friends we're available at all your major podcast listening devices so you can always find us at devil's trap podcast.com thanks devil's trap podcast is a don't be a dick production Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow.